When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street. How? Uh, joined as always by the prince of snarkness himself tommy mcnamara how are you tommy hey what the truckers what the truckaneers <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing very well how you doing i'm all right i uh yeah happy for the milwaukee bucks yeah it's very exciting i was just in phoenix during game four no during game five sorry and uh I was shocked by the outcome. I thought that for sure the Suns were going to take it, but, and, uh, you know, being in Phoenix, the people were very nice in Phoenix. So I was, uh, I, I was bummed for them. And then, so we had a show during game five and crazy, crazy. Cause there were people there. I was, I thought it would be like canceled or something, but it was like packed. I was with, uh, Melissa Villasenor of Saturday night live fame and, and this uh, podcast fame. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> former guest. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a great time, but the Saturday late show, cause the game had, was already over by the time the late show started and, uh, the, you know, sons had lost. I thought people would just be, you know, bummed out and they mm-hmm. were, people were a lot more, uh, I, I knew that people would be like Suns fans out there, but people who di- didn't give any kind of a shit about basketball were like devastated. And I was like, yeah, I guess big thing for your city right off the bat though. And my, to start my set, this woman yells out, go bucks. And I was like, what the fuck? And it like <laughs> messed up like the first half of my set. Cause people were pissed. And I was like, why would you do that? Like, you just made everyone in here hate you. <laughs> like, it's insane. I've never seen somebody just so cha- like with so much chaos in their hearts. It was, uh, <laughs> uh, and I should say I've never met someone in so so much cha- chaos in their heart since I've met our guest today, <laughs> <laughs> the Joker. <laughs> we have Joker on the show. <laughs> Good intro. <laughs> Joker would be defending like the misfits or something. <laughs> uh, we have Gilbert Lawn on the show today. Hi, Gilbert. How are you? Hey, I'm good, man. How are you guys doing? Doing oh, well. Pretty good. pretty good. It's good to see you, man. We missed you. Yeah, it's been it's been too long. Uh, it's been a while. How's Atlanta going? It's going well. I mean, things are like you know probably like other cities like opening up pretty. I guess it was rapidly, but it's been, uh, it's been better lately, you know, like yeah, some kind of semblance of normal, normal, normalcy until these non-vaxxers get us right back into our, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's get political right off the bat. Right off the bat. <laughs> I mean, the band we're talking about gets political and I like it. Uh, yeah. We're talking about drive-by truckers today. 
And this is, of course, an appreciation episode. Uh, I don't know anybody who hates the drive-by truckers. I do know a lot of people who don't know anything about them ever. Probably some racist Southerners hate them, I would say. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's, that's very true. Especially lately. Like, they've been they've been a band that's like, um, they're, you know, storytellers and amazing musicians. But in the past, they've been weaving these, like, amazing stories together. Like, like a lot of novelists kind of thing where, like, it's their symbolism you use. And... And then they just kind of, they all collectively, like a lot of us got fed up with what's going on. And like as Patterson had said a few years ago, he's like, the gloves are off. So when they started being more blatant about their, you know, left-leaning political beliefs, it's amazing how many idiots are like, wait, what? what's that? I mean, are you serious? It's like, how did you miss every point along yeah. the way to every clue that they were not? Yeah. You it's know? funny, man. Reading, because uh, uh, we, we, do, we like, Sturgill Simpson on the show and we talk about him every once in a while and his Instagram yeah. is so funny with people. He just yeah. people and uh and he responds to I I think maybe too much. <laughs> yeah, so does, desperate sometimes, but uh Patterson Hood does too. I think they're just like, you know what, fuck off. Like and it's it's also crazy in that world of music and that specific genre where the best like country sort of southern rock are all, you know. Are, are all like left-leaning you know like Sergeant yeah. Simpson, yeah. Isbel, DBT, Tyler Chiller it's just like it's like who are these rednecks listening to <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny they're like oh I like this guitar but keep the politics out of it yeah <laughs> there's a world they, where yeah. we hate Sturgill Simpson but we love Donald Trump that's a weird world where you're like <laughs> the guy the total bizarro world well they put a Black Lives Matter flag on stage I remember it was like a news story it was really uh, interesting yeah they yeah, were like really ahead of their time and that stuff. I feel like, yeah, they've 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 done that for a few years and like, you know, like that that was some of their biggest backlash was that and you know people like it's the same people Tommy that are like about it. What's that? <laughs> I remember Tommy was really pissed about it. You jumped off the bandwagon. And you're like, look, they're Marxists. <laughs> they, I'm not going to talk about their actual you know, what the, the, the good they're trying to do. I'm just going to talk about their political structure and some nuanced thing that has nothing to do with me supporting the cause. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One thing that was funny going back to Sturgill world fast is that uh, some, when people get mad at him about that shit, they're like, Jason Isbell's better anyway. And it's like, do you know his politics? (laughs) (laughs) I like it. So do you know, he was part of the band and he's he's also, he also doesn't like you. I'm sure. Right. (laughs) I didn't realize, so I knew that Jason Isbell was part of the the truckers uh, for a while. I think for what, like uh, seven years or something like that. Or six yeah, well, yeah, about that, like three, yeah. four albums. Yeah, and I didn't realize that he was like apparently. I I'm sure you knew this, but I didn't realize he was like kicked out of the band. And they, yeah, I know they said it was. I was reading a little bit about it, and that at the time they were like it was this amicable split, and like I hope you guys support jason's like solo shit and keep supporting our stuff and then years later jason Isbell was like it was not amicable at all they kicked me out because i was a drunk <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was like um i mean admittedly he was like just a real problem but like but also very understandably like at the time uh Isbell, i mean uh, pa- uh patterson hood and mike cooley the the only two real like uh constants in the cool. band yeah. they, were, they were like in their late 30s i think and he was 23 i think right yeah so like and he was this was his first band he was just a, just wasn't such as still a phenom that they were just like they added him like 
um, you know, right after Southern Rock Opera, and he started like uh, Decoration Day. He like so many great songs. Like so, they're so you're just like it's basically like if LeBron had had fucked up, like everybody would have assumed you would have when you're younger. But he, you know what I mean? Like you, just, it's understandable. And then yeah, he married Shauna Tucker, who was also in the band. So there was they got they divorced, and it was just like this crazy yeah. tumultuous time. And they patched it up. I mean, once he, you know, got got clean and sober. He, uh, but I can totally understand. And he had a great career too, so I'm sure that makes it yeah. like a little less uh, bitter, you know. Yeah, I was yeah. just listening uh, to Patterson on WTF with Mark Barron. He was talking about that, and he seems like very amicable about it because he's like, yeah, he tells that whole story about how he was much younger and he was kind of a problem, and he's like, but and. Marin's like, did you listen to his new album? He's like, oh yeah, I think Elephant's one of the best songs that's ever been written, and it's like yeah. cool to hear him. Yeah, praising oh yeah, him like that. yeah. They're great friends, and they, and they like they play together. Like they, uh, Isabel's uh, dropped in on on several of their uh, shows and sets. It's like uh, that's what I love about YouTube. There's so many high quality like video sound uh, uh, videos out there that you can you can find quite a few even in the last few years where. Mm-hmm. Um, you know where they uh where they play together and they, they played together this past weekend actually at this festival. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. yeah they're both they're both uh, both their bands were in the festival I forgot what the name of it is but they you know sat in on each other's uh set so they're yeah they're great friends and i'm like wow that band like drive by chargers is amazing but i can't imagine like i, I even talked to like patterson about it where you're like did you just have like the super band without knowing <laughs> you know, at the time three guitar yeah. monster crazy I do really quickly want to touch on uh, you were saying if LeBron was a problem, and I don't know if you've seen Space Jam two yet, but <laughs> there is a moment where the Tune Squad makes him uh, they they have to sit him down and have an intervention with him. Really, Taz <laughs> is like really fucked up. <laughs> I heard they cut all the penetration scenes too. Which I, I'm all, I'm all, that's when I was like, I'm not watching it. Yep. I want it to be real. I want weightless porn. <laughs> Uh, what did you think about Lola Bunny? <laughs> the change, that they, the changes they made to it. Does it piss you right off? Like it does me. <laughs> That's when my band plays with an original Lola Bunny flag on the stage, <laughs> just to show people our beliefs. <laughs> well, you know, in the book, the book, they didn't really highlight that that much. So it was like really upsetting to see them take these these leaps of faith. It's a great read, though. <laughs> <laughs> what if you're on the beach and you saw somebody just reading a Space Jam novel? You're like, that guy's either really fun or he's going to shoot everybody here in just a few minutes. <laughs> really quick, and I tweeted about this and I bitched to Tommy about it last night. And again, I don't actually think this is a spoiler, but in case you're super concerned about uh, Space Jam 2 spoilers, <laughs> um, this really bothered me in the movie which is that uh so when lebron of course enters the tune verse you know the enters the wb universe or whatever he runs into bugs money of course this is you know that this stuff is going to happen in the movie this is not a spoiler but uh he's immediately like oh my god bugs bunny and bugs knows who he is and he's like i'm a huge fan like he can't believe he's like so starstruck by bugs then Taz shows up later. He's like, Hey, does this thing bite? And it's like, <laughs> you don't know who Taz is, you know, who bugs is. And you're a huge fan. Never <laughs> heard of Taz. That's does hilarious. Thing bite. It's so dismissive of Taz as well. You don't want to piss him off. <laughs> yeah. You don't. <laughs> He's a devil. <laughs> Uh, all right, that was Space Jam Two talk. <laughs> it sounds like an al- an alpha move, though. You're like, you know who I am. 
we've met for <laughs> we've known each other for decades. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, enough enough Space Jam two talk, but um, uh, yeah. So we're talking about drive by truckers today. I so I had seen uh, the truckers when they they came to Bloomington, Indiana, when I lived there, and me and Jeff Tate went, or maybe he just like t- he was like, you got to see this band, and I went. And it was great, but I didn't I didn't know who they were at all at that point. I just like kind of sped through a little bit of their catalog before the show and I was into it and they sounded really cool, but I didn't this would have been probably like 2013 or something. Um mm. so whatever they were right then. Uh, but it was uh yeah, it was great. But I got really into them at your comedy festival because Pat yeah. Hood did a solo set where he kind of told some stories and like uh it's like one of the most emotional times i've had at a show i couldn't believe i was it was one of those things where i was like oh yeah i've seen them before i like their stuff and i think that uh it'll be cool to see him but i was almost like on the fence about going because i had other shit going on that day and like festivals you're running around you're doing a million things and i watched the whole thing it moved me to tears he's such a great storyteller and it's weird to watch one guy just sit and do that to you you know it's amazing. Like he, uh, that's why there's a lot of overlap with comedy in that sense where they had, they have this ability to like, just use what their, you know, what their body, uh, you know, has and what they've honed for a while. But I understand, I totally get why in 2013, you would have been like, Oh, this sounds good or whatnot. Because shortly before that, um, is when I became like a super fan. Like I've, I've known about them for years and I've listened to them kind of casually. I went to school in Athens and, uh, you know, I was like big jam band, like dude, whatever. But like, I listened to him and I, I just like you, like you described, I was like, wow, this sounds cool. But then I remember a specific moment when I like, I was on the way to Athens for a show and I was with this friend of mine, Paul Galloway, and we were high and we were listening to, um, drive by truck. We're listening to, um, piece of deliverance. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a song, uh, and, and I was sorry, I could hear the words and I was like, Whoa, that sounded really kind of like profound or what, or whatnot. So, yeah. When it, once once you start like really like listening like, and a lot of their live stuff too their their studio stuff's great too but like when you hear their live stuff and then you like like look at the words it's it's just like it's like it's like how great art really you know functions that's that's lasting where you're like you know something can look aesthetically amazing that's great something can be like a poem can sound you know very emotional or deep or profound but when you when you have something that merges it to you're like wow this is fucking amazing like you know what i mean like it's been the music speaks to you not just like the with the instruments it, it aligns itself with like and there those guys are like amazing writers i mean cooley and, and uh patterson they're just like they're i mean they're off the charts like they, they're like old school like i don't know like some like like if hemingway like fronted a band or something you know yeah and that that's exactly what it was like what you're saying is exactly what the magic of seeing patterson by himself just because it's you could hear every word he was saying and you're everybody's hanging on every word he's singing uh, whereas just listening to their guitars blare was awesome in a in a live video yeah. being able to really hear every word you're like god damn this is all poetry like it's it is it's yeah. really beautiful and the song, I, I remember this uh, very vividly, uh, being in that bar and uh, him playing Tales Facing Up, yeah, yeah. which is on your playlist that I want to play now, uh, just to, to set the, the scene a little bit and to like give just give the appreciation to the song because it's awesome. But uh, yeah, he's, he starts playing Tales Facing Up and I was just like floored. Like, it's, I couldn't believe 
that I got to be on that same stage like earlier and whatever bullshit we were doing. Or yeah, like, yeah. And, and then I'm seeing this. Yeah. I remember how much you loved it. It's, it stuck with me. That's why I send you uh, shit every now and then because I was I know, in the back. I, and I, I was like, oh man, Tom, Tom, you know, gets it. Like it's fun when it's like when somebody discovers something that that you you kind of know about that you know they'll love you know it's, yeah. it's almost like trying to get somebody to like when you watch a great movie with them you're like oh if they get it you have this sort of like a little bit more understanding of, a, of another human being that like absolutely can, you know, absolutely you know. which right. is why it's weird that you were heckling the whole time tom i thought that Look, was because I, I heard i was helping the show i thought was, we'd have some fun with it that's just how loud he was crying it looked like it sounded like heckling he was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, I'm gonna play something tells facing up. I'm gonna play the beginning and then skip forward a bit. Me and my brother's old lady went out and got stinking. She's all your curiosities about me by the railroad tracks. Oh man, I get chills every time I hear that. So good. The that like little part of the uh thrills are a dime a dozen these days, and yeah. I have a, do- a dime in the gutter today. Tails facing up. It's it's it, so it's, fucking good. It's like if you read that as a as a poem, for example, you'd be like, This is beautiful word like like language and word economy and like double meaning and whatever. And then when he's like, and at the end when he's like, you know, uh tails still fucking up. That's another thing when he's like still fucking up. It's like yeah. that's another thing that bonds like a lot of trucker fans. They may they may or may not have like 
you know, being in a, in a hole in their life or like in a bad place, but they have been a lot of, a lot of times. And I remember I was at a concert uh, in Athens and again, with my friend Paul and they were playing uh, this song and I was like, you know, I was like, I still feel like I'm, you know, I'm fucking up, you know, in life is my, for my age. And I'm like, is it, what do they say? Are they saying it's okay? And he's like, no, they're not saying it's okay. They're okay. saying you're not, you're not alone, mm-hmm. which is different, but still reassuring and more honest. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you're not you're you're fucking up maybe but you're a human being and other people are and you're not yeah your intent is okay that was um, I, I think that hit me hard because i was like i was at a i was going through a rough breakup when i was there too and yeah. uh, it was uh yeah it was tough but i remember watching that that like little stretch of uh tails facing up uh still fucking up I was standing next to, uh, I was with uh, Shane Torres and uh, Kanane was there too. And D- and uh, Dave, uh, uh, um. yeah, Dave Stone. And um, they were about to do the Boogie Monster pod after yeah. and Patterson was on. And Kyle just goes, I can't believe I have to ask that man about the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after all that. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. He was like, uh, like hearing all that, and he's like, anyway, so let's dick jokes. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> and uh I correct me if I'm wrong, but because I, I also love the song and I and I think he, he did play that uh that day, but bulldozers and dirt. Is, yeah, that's what the festival is named after, right? Yeah, it's from a line right. in that in, from the in that uh in that song where it's like uh them red clay piles or heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, when I was trying to think of a name of it, I wanted it somewhat to be like uh, tangible. I like 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 the way limestone's name is. I yeah. love that. It's like something tangible you can imagine, but also very uh, appropriate or applicable to the area, Georgia. Yeah. And then I heard that line. I love that song too. That song is right. so amazing. And then that line, I was like, "Our heaven on earth," you know, like uh, these red clay piles. And so that was like a what I like a, what I call a, a final cut moment in my mind, where I'm like. If, if you have that deathbed thing where your mm-hmm. mind's like, here's what we have for you, you know, like, yeah, yeah. and that's going to be on there because I was like, oh man, um, you know, this is happening in front of me. I was like, you know, name this festival, this, and there's all these amazing people that I love around and this one of my favorite musicians playing. I'm like, yeah. am I going to die soon tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> this will be all right, if I, I guess. But yeah, it was, it was definitely emotional. Hell yeah. And then a reformed horse played with them there yeah that was uh that was an awesome awesome weekend uh just a just a true healer um yeah i I had such a good time there uh all right let's shall we hear some more music um i'm trying to pull up the email because i know you sent me some youtube it was hard to fit to like you probably hear this a lot with like bands that have been around that that are people friends it's like hard to pick the right or like a, a very indicative or you know, uh, a, a a group of songs that can gotta give people the idea of them because yeah, they're so they're they're so they do so many like the range is pretty wide from country to, to like like hard rock to psychedelic almost and mm-hmm. so so I mean they have such a huge catalog it's a, it's overwhelming um, and they they're so prolific it's like it's comics you really appreciate like there's a lot of bands that have been playing not a lot of a lot there's there's a handful of bands that have been playing longer than them. But I don't know any band that's been together this long that's still very prolific. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Rolling Stone's been together for 80 years, but they haven't like really been written anything in 30, you know, but right. it's fine. They're great. But there's a certain point, I think, 
when your mind and your body and mind are like, one of us has got to like go a little bit, you know what I mean? We can perform, but we're not going to sit around and like be obsessed with this and write all the time too, yeah. but they still are. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I I just watched uh there's a really great interview where Craig Finn from the Hold Study, one of my favorite bands, is interviewing uh them and he's like, You guys have put out eleven great albums over twenty years. There's not another American band that's done that. Like that a number of good albums and that long together. Like he was like yeah. and he actually brought up throwing stones. He's like, They're not American, obviously, but that's like the only band I can think of with that longevity and output. So it's pretty amazing when you put them in yeah. the company. It is. They are not just prolific, like they're they've kind of they haven't changed completely, but they're they're definitely like 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 all human beings are like evolving. So that's why some of their stuff is more political. Some of it is like, you know, it's just different, but it's still them. But there's and it's still great. It's still you know original work, which is it blows my mind when I watch them. I'm just like, God, I can't believe I know you. <laughs> you know, like yeah. how did that happen? By the way, oh, um, <laughs> good question. And I wore the shirt that, that's that's gonna t- tell this part of the story too. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. like me being sort of super fan. When I like was saying earlier about around, you know, shortly before Tom had seen him in Bloomington was like when I when I really got on board with them. And I was like, the more I looked into them, the more I listened to them, the more I loved them. But also the more I found out about them. And what I mean by that is like Patterson Hood, um, there was this New York Times uh, article that they published of his. It's called The Duality of the Southern Thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I just read which, that, yeah. which kind of like it's, it's sort of it encapsulates a lot about them but it encapsulates a lot of uh it's more pervasive than that even like it's about you know being from the south and you know loving where you're from but also staring down you know and hating the the bad part of it but i think that's what like that's some of my favorite things in the world and i think that's why so much great art whether it's comics whether it's like you know producing somebody like rory yeah. scoville or like drive by truck it's like it's 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 a lot of like sort of that's you know the blues like a lot of things come from you know, places that are oppressed or like going through. So the duality of the Southern thing really resonated with me, but it also resonated with me on another level because I was born in Baghdad to Catholic parents and then grew up in the, in South Georgia. So the duality has like, so it's kind of like a, a dual duality for me because it's like a Middle Eastern thing and also the Southern thing. So it like moved me uh, like, you know, tremendously to like really f- understand what he's, where he's coming from. And at the time, um, they just come out with a uh, live album, which I love so much called uh, it's great to be alive. And on their um, uh, logo on their artwork, uh, it just ha- it has this like design. And I reached out and I, I reached out to um, Valena Vega who uh, books the uh, 40 watt in Athens. And I was like, she knows, she knew, she knows Patterson, she knew Patterson or knows him. And I was like, Hey, I, I, did, I made this t-shirt and I told the whole story. And th- the story that I hadn't told you guys is I had the, um, the, the, uh, logo it's, it's i've worn it so much before i can see it but this is where um uh this it's great to be alive but i translated into aramaic which is a language that i speak oh, like wow. from being from the middle east like uh where i grew up catholic or whatever which is like you know another duality thing but i i, I translated the it's great to be alive to that and i made like six shirts um and i was like oh, i think I, I really think patterson would would dig this um but i don't want to be like you know invasive or intrusive yeah. so is there a way I can like get this to him without like, and she like <laughs> said this long email and she goes, Oh, he's going to love this. And she, she forwarded to him. And then he uh, emailed me and was like, man, this is cool shit. You know? And like, and, <laughs> and then I was gonna, he moved to Portland and uh, I was like, I'm uh, I'm going to be in Portland in, you know, in a month uh, doing a festival Bridgetown. And 
uh, I was like, I'd, you know, I'd love to like buy you lunch or something and get these shirts to you. And like, I only made like six. I'm not making money. You know, so it's like, yeah. so we met up uh, for brunch in, uh, in, in Portland. And like, it's one of those dudes you, that's exactly the person you want him to be. Like, it's, it's a lot like the way comics, when we meet each other, like if Tommy says, hey, this guy's going to be in Atlanta. It's like, he's like, I always like to think about like when Goodfellas, we're like, he's a good fella. And like, that's all you kind of need, <laughs> yeah. you know? So all, all pretentiousness and like, you know, the small talk is kind of thrown out the window. And that's kind of how it was with him. We just immediately launched into like whatever and went and like talked for a while. And then, um, and then he dropped me off at like the, the show and there was, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, oh, I can't think of his name, but I hit him. I was like, man, it's great to meet you. Love you, man. And we just like, hugged. <laughs> that's <laughs> we amazing. became really good friends after that. <laughs> like, uh, and so they were playing in, um, in Atlanta, uh, two times during our festival, red clay comedy festival, red clay comedy.com. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and so we had, uh, Patterson play, uh, one year and then we had Mike Cooley play the following year, but it's just one of those things where you're like, you know, you kind of, it's, it sounds obsessive, but like, or, or like super fan, almost like stockish, but like you you kind of sometimes get somebody you're like, I bet this person would, would like this thing. Or like, I get yeah. what they're saying. And I don't know, it, just, it has a lot of comedy overlap in that sense where you kind of feel like, and a lot of times you're right, you know, like how many times has a great comic disappointed you off stage? Yeah. To me, it's, it hasn't been that many times because you're like, I kind of get them, you know? I think that's, uh, that is such a cool, that's such a cool story. And it like, it's awesome that it worked out that way. And that he's so cool that he, that he went along with it. And you can just like get that email. Cause yeah. he tried to do that with, he made, <laughs> he made a t-shirt uh, in like wingdings, but it was for uh, Hannah Montana slash Miley Cyrus. <laughs> and it was, you know, maybe 10 years ago and he was trying to meet her and uh, he got a restraining order. Put him, and, uh, that's probably the wing, the wingdings. That's the underground. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do speak it. For, for <laughs> I like how you mentioned Wingy. I guess that's what sealed it for. She was like thinking about it, and then it wasn't until I went in for the hug that it really <laughs> broke that. <laughs> oh, you got that far? That's not bad. Yeah, you got so far. <laughs> yeah, I started two, with it. I mean, went through two people trying to tackle him. Still got that up. <laughs> I'm gonna get the shirt too. <laughs> 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 that's funny <laughs> that's so funny to be like yeah like if you tell this compelling story and then you're like you're like and then I, you know that's when i was like kid rock's gonna love this and then we like met up i rode in his motorcycle sidecar and i was like man i wish i was shorter i could be in your crew <laughs> and i'm pretty short <laughs> oh my god um all right well that that is an incredible story and it's like it just speaks to how cool he is um all right, let's uh, let's hear some more music. So you sent a YouTube video of uh, the next song here that I was that I liked uh, a lot. I hadn't heard this song yet, um, <clears throat> but this is with Isbel. Uh, this is uh, this is where the devil don't stay. Um, is there a specific part I should play of this? I, I, yeah, the very beginning. The very beginning. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's when like in that's that's the part because it, it's sort of the live version. The reason I sent it to YouTube yeah. is because of how it's kind of there. For sure. Okay, I'm going to start it up. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. so sick yeah it's great and it's like it's awesome it's uh i don't know it's like the perfect guitar riff where you're just like Rah! and you don't even like if you didn't hear one word if it was like another language you still fucking love that song right like with the way it sounds yeah. but then you look at the words and you're like this dude is a fucking brilliant right like he wrote he wrote he drew, like a lot of their songs sound like this where it sounds like the like a movie should be made about the song or like it's almost like an all-encompassing trailer to a movie because yeah. he's like he's like drawn this picture of people's uh you know struggles in the 30s like during the great depression and like how some people were like you know having to self-sustain themselves like fishing or hunting but also illegal gambling and like whatever it's like you you know fucking you know the the like he says uh right before the big rift ends like jugs and jars from shiners these old boys here they ain't miners they came from the 29ers it didn't take a hole in the ground to put the bottom in their face which is like you just describe somebody who's going to die in the woods and they don't need to, they're not even like going to have a grave. And, uh, but it's just bad. It's like, it's, it's pretty badass. It's like when you add that component to it, you know, like take the time to like read the words and you're like, Oh my God, this is even better than I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, earlier when I was listening to it, I, cause I, I really loved, I don't know why I just thought it, it sounds so awesome. And he said, this rock gut fruit shine is making me sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You better like, this what's way. funny is because he's like the one making it. You know what I mean? Like this rock gun <laughs> that he's selling to everybody, it's making me sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh that is great. I really I really love that. That's a great song. And what you're right, the video adds a lot. It's, I highly recommend watching this YouTube video because you see them just getting after it. It's very cool. And so when you see that, like with versus when you contrast that with like tails facing up yeah it's like it's like that's why you can't really go some people are like oh that's that country band some people are like oh it's that like you know rock it's like no they're just 
Southern rock, they, they, they play this area of music really well, but it's not, people always want to compartmentalize and categorize things and great things really you can't, shouldn't be able to categorize too, too easily. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't with them at all. And especially with how much movement there is in the band too. Like yeah. it's a lot of phases because Is- Isabel was like writing a lot for them too. And obviously when that goes away yeah. from band. That's another thing. I'm glad you brought that up is that I haven't mentioned is an- another unique thing is like, if you hear like that song is a Cooley song. That's a Cooley song. Because, right? So he wrote that song. So he's the one, if you hear one of them sing one of the two now uh, singing it, they wrote that song. So it's kind of like also cool because that w- that would never happen that Cooley would write a song for because it's too personal as to them, which mm-hmm. again, the comedian overlap, it's like you would take a tag from somebody maybe, yeah. but like, but like taking a bit or a premise, I'm just like, I, I mean, I mean, somebody gave me, some, yeah. yeah, you just, yeah. You're just like, Oh, I feel like a roast piece of shit. And that's how they are in, in a sense, I, in my like, estimation of like why they do it that way. Yeah. So that's kind of cool too. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, I just remembered this and I want to get, I just, wanna, in case people don't, uh, don't know Gilbert, Gilbert's one of the funniest people I've ever met. And he does this, you have one of my favorite, uh, offstage bits that I think of all the time. Really? It's, it's uh, it's where, uh, if I, like, I remember hanging out at your place or whatever, you're like, Hey, when you get home, will you just like retweet me? So I know you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like, let me know you made home safe. So retweet me. I'm, very, I'm very worried about my <laughs> media presence. <laughs> I remember I, I said that, that all the time. So I said that years ago in front of Lori Kill Martin and she laughed her ass off. And I was like, I'll never stop saying that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's one of the bits that it's like, you have so many of those, but that, that one, I think. Oh, thanks, man. And it's mostly when I steal it and, uh, and, don't give <laughs> and you, only, you, you only give me credit if it doesn't work. You're like, yes, <laughs> oh, my Gilbert. He's an idiot. You thought it, you said I should say that. And I think. <laughs> thanks, man. I love hearing that uh all right let's let's hear some more music the next song let me just make sure i'm not uh skipping anything that's uh supposed to be okay let's listen to zip city next um this is uh uh is this a patterson did you write here no this is a, it's a coolie song it's an and it's from it's from um yeah. their southern rock opera album but uh, i put on there um i think i put from the uh it's it's great to be alive because the live version i feel like is is oh, let me- is slightly superior but sure let me see if that's the one i know okay here it is
Damn. Oh, you, you ended it at the perfect time for a, as far as a clip. That's that line. I love that line so much because he's the first one has 10 fingers and 10 toes and he needs all 20 to keep the closet door closed. Yeah. It's like he's saying he it's very. Um, oops. Oh, sorry. I lost, I lost your name. It's, it's, it's very like a pro, you know, gay. It's like you're like he's the first one. And he's, you know, he has to be in the closet because of you Cretans that like live, you know. Mm-hmm. I also love the line before it about how her sister is a uh, sweet stuff on everybody in town, but me. In town but me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like a little shit. <laughs> That's like rednecks just always have that joke. Like, what's the difference between a whore and a bitch? It's like uh, a whore fucks everybody, a bitch fucks everybody but me. <laughs> It's a dumb redneck joke, but it's, yeah, that's uh, that's a, probably the most. Um, I would say, like, if you polled like trucker fans and you're like, what's what's a coolie top, you know, top three, five or five, what's classic coolie? They, that was Zip City would definitely be on there. It's like it's from the band. I mean, from the album Southern Rock Opera, which mm-hmm. I like. Uh, if anybody wants to, you know, listen more of truckers, that's a great one to start. It's like sort of a. Um, it's almost like a, a concept out. Al- it is a concept album, like, you know, similar to dark side of the moon or, or, uh, you know, like, but it, it doesn't go, uh, it doesn't, it's not continuous in that sense, but it's telling the story basically of like surrounding the, uh, plane crash with, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, Le- uh Leonard Skinner and like, you know, somebody graduating high school, that time period, there's a song called, uh, Atlanta through, uh, three uh alabama icons and it's like patterson's just talking with this badass like you know um, music like baseline in the back and it tells you so much information that's like mind-blowing like true information about alabama politics and, and whatnot and explains the duality so yeah that's that's part of that album um oh, yeah that's a that's a great wreck and uh i'm excited to listen to that i'm gonna listen to that on my way to my show tonight which uh reminds me we don't normally do this but i want to do a quick uh middle of the episode uh little commercial for we're doing a live stand by your band baby we're doing it at union hall we're back it's another battle of the bands which is uh one of our favorite things to do we have a we have an insane lineup at this mm-hmm. one it's it's august 5th at 7 30 tickets are 10 bucks you can get them now at union hall's website but uh guest judge todd barry baby yeah you got him uh he's gonna be a curmudgeon i'm sure but... <laughs> wait wait you just tell him what he said in that email it was so oh, yeah so i, said, uh, <laughs> Maybe I, I asked that. him if he would do it he was like i will do this and then i said it'll be a great time and uh we're excited to have you and he goes it will not be fun <laughs> <laughs> That was so funny. Uh, very funny. But we have uh, on top of that, we've got uh, Shalewa Sharp. We got Brittany Carney. We got Shane Torres. Uh, who else we got? We got JP uh, McDade, Julia Claire, Lindsay Bowling, Dan Yang, Bobby Condon. Oh, what a what a collection of uh, killers. It's going to be a great time. And uh, we're going to try to figure out how to do the brackets uh, in, a, in a fun way. 
And so there'll be prizes, all that good shit. 7.30 p.m. August 5th at Union Hall. Get your tickets now because uh, I have a feeling that one's going to move fast. Hell yeah. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's hear some more music, baby. Uh, the next song here, I, I really enjoyed this. And uh, I've been in a mood today, so I, I was happy to hear it. Uh, this is a song called Hell No, I Ain't Happy. Dude, that song is so dirty, man. It's awesome. <laughs> I fucking get like all excited when I hear that song. I like the live version that you sent too, because I listened to the album version earlier, and it, he changes some of the lyrics around a bit. And uh, I like the changes because he changes it from uh, he changes it from a, a van to a bus, and then, oh, yeah. uh, and then he uh, he had to change it to twelve crammed in. And then I love uh, I'm always homesick because I I'm I live on the road. It's yeah. Because the road is my home. The road I love that beginning home, part man. where he's like, unroll that 20, buy me some beer. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's a cocaine, <laughs> like, ver- on the road version of, like, you know, like, it's, it's hilarious. But it's also, like, has a lot of, like, this, another song and that I think comics gravitate toward because it's, like, it's very much speaks to, like, somebody just, you know, like, you know, on the road and, like, just what the fuck am I doing? And, you know, yeah. hell no, I ain't happy, you know? You know what but then at the end, this is like a harder version of turn the page from Bob. Yeah. Here. It's yeah. It's yeah. That's a great killer. point. And at the end, he's like, hell no, I ain't happy, but I ain't too crappy at all. It's like, <laughs> you know, I'd get a little closer every day. It's, mm-hmm. it's just like, uh, you know, an overnight sensation after 25 years. Yeah. That's, it's just like, it speaks to a lot of people like, you know, and again, even if you didn't know one word, you'd be like, the song's fucking rocks. It just goes <laughs> dude, The guitars are so cool. It's, it's, yeah. awesome. that's an awesome song. Um, all right, let's get to the next one here. Let me, where's my damn okay? 
I'm bad at uh, organizing this. All right, the next uh, one here. Uh, so, oh, I didn't realize this was, was a YouTube video, so I'll pull this up. Uh, so this is once they banned Imagine, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's really good. I did some reading about it because um, I was I was there was an article about it that I read that or they got asked about it in an interview, and it was really cool. But uh, this is the live version. cumulus like media you know banning a lot of songs or like yeah. telling radio stations not to play them yeah and imagine was on that list mm-hmm. and, and so that no religion is like the, the yeah. one that uh they they i think coolly uh talks about where it's like yeah after this you know because it's about post 9 11 uh the yeah stuff. and i mean he has the line uh the boot in your ass which i assume has to boot be in the ass, yeah to give the, a grabby what yeah and then they're like, um, you know, no, something's been out to get us and it looked like something finally did. No nobler cause in our lifetime that's for setting our sails to the wind. And it's like, but then that's what it's, that's what it seemed like. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the world was like, okay, with this, you know, cause he starts off by say, talking, you know, invoking the, the, the last war that was great. Like, it's like, you know, uh, since the big one ended, we've been mostly pretending that we'd have the same gumption and grit. So and then it's like some finally got, and then it's like once a man imagined, but then, um, and then Jay Gonzalez's piano on there is just like beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then they're like, uh, it's, uh, where, uh, it's, uh, what is it? 
it's from baseless inquiry, like later in a song, it's like from baseless inquiry to no knock and entry, becoming the law of the land, from uh, hard, uh, hard, uh, fell excuses for bullet abuse regarding anything browner than tan. Wow. And you're like, wow. Yeah. I had to, I had to say, I've like, I had the most, I had the only, like, I had the most emotionally moving out of body experience ever when, um, when I was in New York and I was, uh, I, I cried a lot in New York and it was like happy cries. Like I would just be high and I, like something would happen. But I was, um, I was going to uh, down. I didn't know. I didn't realize where I was. I was as far as like being close to ground zero. Uh, it was like nine at night or something. I was going to this office to take these like headshots for this show at the Creek. We're like promoting. It's like, a, I forgot what it's called. It's like a, a pageant, a fake pageant thing, but it was, we're just going to take pictures and I was high and I was listening to this song and I was just like, and all of a sudden I got these like weird chills and like, just fucking like really, I don't know. I felt weird. And I looked around, and I was like, Oh, I'm at ground zero right now. I didn't even realize like where I was. And then I just started bawling. I was thinking about like what he was talking about, like yeah. all the people that died right here and the hundreds of thousands that died after that because of it. And I just, it all hit me at once. Like I was going, and I don't know if I believe in like, you know, any, I don't know what I believe, but like, I just, whether my brain invoked it, which it probably did, but like I was just overwhelmed with like mm -hmm. a vision of like what those stories and facts look like in reality. These yeah. this awful thing that happened, and then the 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 aftershock, you know, being immensely worse than than anything you can even think about. That you know, towers coming down. It was like, and it just all hit me. I was just like, some you know, you know, you're like. You look kind of uh, distraught in New York if somebody stops and goes, "Are you okay?" <laughs> because you see everything in New York. This girl was like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, thank you." <laughs> and I was just like, um, "Wow!" Because usually in New York, you'll just step over somebody who's like, you know, has high the skull, like you know, <laughs> stuff that would stop an entire city of Atlanta. People were just stepping over. But I was like, I was just the song's beautiful. I mean, it's just it it perfectly. It's it's classic Cooley too. Just. The word economy of it, just you know, I, I don't know. I just love every everything about this song. This episode's brought to you by Manscaped, the lawnmower. Shave your balls and <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was hilarious. <laughs> we had an ad like that right after that story. You need to keep your ground zero. <laughs> you did that perfectly, like, Manscaped. Shave your balls. And I'm like, this these are cool ads, cool timing too. They're like, make sure. When the guest sounds like he's most emotional or smart, <laughs> talk to Ryan about shaving his balls. <laughs> uh no that was very uh very beautiful uh to hear that i yeah i thought it would be funny if it's just that's hilarious worst ad read of all time right after uh, i was like you haven't done that the whole time either you haven't launched <laughs> through an ad do that. <laughs> uh, there was another lyric that uh i love uh the uh giving grabby what he needed to pull Oh, yeah, yeah. like pulling the trigger on a war. I know he's like he has the way, the way he uses language is like, are you are you have you ever been? Uh, are, oh wait, how's it go? Like it's uh, are you uh, are you or have you ever been in cahoots with the notion that people are people can change? Like, have you ever heard anybody talk about being in cahoots with a notion? Like in cahoots <laughs> with something that's but it but it really makes sense when you like in cahoots with the like yeah. in other words it doesn't matter what time period you're talking about if you're in cahoots with the notion that people can change it's like that's what they 
every general, like, you know, political establishment are just like, hey, we're going to just be in cahoots with the last notion to, mm-hmm. and, you know, continually sell the same shit. Mm-hmm. But he says in a way where it's just like, oh, you're, you read a lot of books. Yeah. <laughs> and not just uh, Space Jam 2, the book. <laughs> Space Jam 3. It's going to start being like um, Fast and the Furious. Space Jam 9. Vin Diesel goes to school. He goes back to school. I want to be homeschooled. To be near <laughs> <laughs> you look around you're like of course you do you live in a mansion uh, you live in a huge mansion with a pool and, and strippers i would want to be homeschooled too <laughs> uh, all right we got one last song here and it's uh it's a this is a patterson hood song and uh it's awaiting resurrection it's off of the unraveling by the way the the last song was the from um oh shit it's from uh, american band right the, yeah, uh, which is the yeah. Trump album that uh, that got them a lot of attention for uh, their politics. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that that that's the one that really like they had already started getting a lot of uh, flack from the, the idiots that were somehow oblivious to their political leanings. But that one was like their coming out party where they were mm-hmm. like, "Yeah," as we he, Patterson called it, the, you know, the gloves are off. Yeah, it's like it's not even politics. And I love it because they're like, you need that. You know what I mean? Like the fact that. The, the past, um, you know, protests like last year were very, in my limited experience, like were very different because it, like in Atlanta, I went down there and there was a incredible collection of all, you know, all cultures, races, uh, age groups. And I think that like this section or this genre of music is like a fabulous, like not only testament to that change hopefully but also it's like something that's gonna hopefully get help spearhead like a, a real change because when you think about like like tyler childress like he's he's amazing and he, and he has like he had this this he came the song um uh long uh i forgot what it's called but like it's it, some sturgill produced mm-hmm. so like all the best in that in that world truly all the best are like very much on you know on board you know dixie Ch- or chicks yeah. like you know like it, i love that and like it's so so it's it's really um i don't know it's it's fun to like watch that sort of because it's like in comedy if if we weren't in comedy like we probably wouldn't have these diverse friends that we had you never know, look around and go i wouldn't know these people at all and i'm glad that i do mm-hmm. and i feel like i don't know I just smoked some DMT, so I'm going to talk a lot. <laughs> the high tolerance. Hell yeah. Welcome to the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. Oh, man. That'd be right. awesome. Let's hear Awaiting Resurrection because we got, we got some fun comments to get to. Here's Awaiting Resurrection. I'm looking at his tail, but I'm thinking about his 
resurrection oh then the guitar gets really cool after um that is the last song on the playlist here and uh great great playlist and now we've got uh, we got a segment to get to before uh we get to the the uh, final thoughts on this band so right now we're gonna go to the peanut gallery which is where uh we hear from the listeners of the show what they think about this band and uh and their, any stories or thoughts they have and uh we always go to the patreon first we got one on the patreon i posted a little late that's my fault everybody uh but james buntrock says wow haven't heard that name for over 20 years looking forward to being re-educated side note thanks for the Lu- uh, lucy dacus episode i love her music now even bought her vinyl uh, now my friends call me a hipster and ask which can quintuple IPA I recommend. I just shrug it off <laughs> as I roll off on my unicycle tobacco <laughs> pipe in hand. Uh, that's awesome, James. I'm happy that you got into Lucy. I'm I bought tickets to go see her right as soon as we finished that recording that episode. I'm see, I'm seeing her twice actually because I'm going to uh the what is it the Forest uh, Hills uh, Stadium thing that uh with Bright Eyes and uh, and Waxahachie. It's gonna be sick. Um. <laughs> I'm seeing so much music this year. It's going to be quite uh, expensive. You think we can sue Lucy to get a cut of that album, that vinyl that she I sold? We well, clearly <laughs> deserve at least uh, 75%. I'd say that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> uh, I think that's clearly only fair. Um, so that was the that was from the Patreon. Get on the Patreon for $3 a month for bonus episodes every week and, uh, and for to, to have your ca- comments guaranteed to be read like James just now. Uh, did we get anything on the Twitter there, Tommy? I know we got at we least did. one. We did, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we did get one from my mom, which yeah, was very exciting. <laughs> Yeah, Susie McNamara said, "God damn, lonely love is one of the greatest songs of all time," and uh, I agree. That is. Oh, uh, she really said that. That's yeah, yeah. It yeah. is one of the best. It's one of the best. It is one of the best songs ever. That was the first uh, trucker song I heard, and I instantly was like, "This." Oh, is it's so. Good. It's like it's like not otherworldly or something, man. It's just like yeah. it's so good. 
Um, okay, some other Twitter ones. Cole Moser said uh, the outlaw country label was wasted on coked up 70s massages should instead be applied to drive by truckers. Uh, and I think that is a great point because outlaw country is one of the coolest terms <laughs> as far as music goes. So I like that. Uh, Dan Drees, past guest, said uh, consistently the band to show people when they say they don't like country because yes. they only know big pop country acts, mm-hmm. which is a great point. Um, Clay Johnson said they wrote the best song about killing a banker and hiding his body. Uh, uh, I was going to put Sinkhole on there. That's <laughs> a good point. That's a great song. He clearly has not heard the Lord song about that, but <laughs> uh, Joe Van Hoos says they've consistently played some of the best live shows I've ever seen over the last 16 years. A rare band that can melt your face off and also melt your heart. Oh, yeah. um, and then one last one, an entire another said one of those alt country bands that's saving the genre from its overproduced dreck. Hashtag alternative. Oh, hell yeah. Ah. I love alternative. Yeah. That's I, think, <laughs> I think we also need to call attention to that Katy Perry song. I killed a banger and I like it. <laughs> um, all right. We have some comments on the Facebook here too. Uh, Pat Sievert says Southern Rock Opera is one of my favorite albums, and I only became aware of them when I iTunes when iTunes uh, randomly gave me the song "My Sweet Annette" uh, when I got an iPod in 2006. Weird. Mm. Uh, Donnie Sangstack says one of my favorite bands and they have some of the absolute coolest album artwork I've ever seen. Totally agree. Their album artwork is awesome. This is a big one. A friend of the show, George Gordon says a former member, Jason Isbell was a friend of mine in college. He stayed down the hall from me. We uh, stayed down the hall from each other. Freshman year, Richardson towers shout out. Uh, I'm a little biased of course, but the records he's on are their best. Uh, and then he says at college, he was clearly a guitar prodigy, 18 years old. He's doing Clapton solos. It's awesome. that 25 years later, he's still out there killing it. I've seen drive by truckers a lot. And when he was in the band, it was always amazing that the dude from down hall was on stage doing it. Wow. That's, cool that's really that. cool. That is cool. I know. George. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's, that's a, that's George awesome. has a bunch of like crazy music, uh, connections. Really? We got to mm-hmm. have him on soon. Uh, last one here is Jason Goad says great band haven't kept up with the post Jason Isbell stuff as I should have but Patterson Hood and Mike Cooley are incredibly talented I've uh, I've been playing Gravity's Gone Off uh, of a Blessing and a Curse on repeat uh, that tune has some amazing lyric writing Patterson Hood's dad David Hood was the longtime bassist in the Muscle Shoals Swampers the session Ooh. band at Muscle Shoals Studio in Alabama basically that studio's wrecking crew oh cool I yeah, was that not uh, a minor league baseball team, by the way. The Muscle Shoals. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great documentary called Muscle Shoals that like uh, it's it's mind blowing when because Patterson's dad, I mean, is like music royalties. The Swampers like was uh, that studio's house band, and they like literally in the '60s and '70s, almost every great R&B artist recorded there. Like it's the the documentary is is, is amazing to watch. It's, it shows like. Um, it's like these four white guys in, in, in like uh, Muscle Shoals, Alabama, that were just really great musicians. And, and no one knew that they were like the backup band for all these great R&B artists. And it, it, uh, it talks about like how, you know, the time period, like because Patterson was like a kid, you know, and like around like saw, you know, people would like Dwayne Allman would walk like behind like whatever. But he uh, they they had to go when they went to lunch. Uh, they, the black part, but people couldn't go like artists couldn't go with them and also the hippies like Dwayne Allman couldn't go with them 
because wow. that's how much they hated like both those groups. But they said in that 20 year, whatever, like um, history of that, of that uh, of fame and, and of uh, muscle shoal sound, both studios, there was no one ever had any, inc- any race incident like in the, in the studio because like no one gives, no one gives a shit about that when you're an artist. It's like, all you like, and then, you know, maybe I'm trying to too many parallels with comedy, but it's kind of like how we are when in a way we're just like, you know, I don't care about what, like, you know, are you funny or a good part and like nice person. Yeah. And the, that you know, I highly recommend that, uh, that documentary muscle shoals. It's really great. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll definitely check that out for sure. Uh, all right. That uh, brings us to the final segment of the show, by the way. Uh, I don't think we need to rate the playlist because it's a, an appreciation episode. We, we loved it, but we will still give you uh, the floor for your final thoughts on drive by truckers. What do you got for us, Gilbert? Um, I would say they're a fantastic band to uh, get to know. Like if you're, if you're looking for something that's uh I don't know. That's very appropriate for like what we're living in right now. And if you like great music, it's one of those things where it's, it's similar to somebody suggests like, you know, a great show that has multiple seasons that you, that you want to jump into and you can kind of come in and out of Um, it's, it's one of those, uh, it's one of those, they're, they're, they create art that's going to be for sure lasting. And it's, I don't know. I mean, I would, I would say, Give them a, a, a listen, and uh, Patterson Hood is, and Michael Leal, Pat, like Patterson is. Uh, I've gotten to know him last few years, and it's just it's it's mind blowing that there's you know artists out there doing like the kind of things they're doing, and I'm on the right side of history, which I know you know some things aren't political, but really, is it politics anymore? Is it's more like what side are you on? Fucking idiots, racist, homophobes, or are you on the side of artists? Because they're leading the charge uh, in the in, in that sort of that that genre because in reality everybody has to no one can really be on the sidelines anymore mm-hmm. and what besides numbers what people that are progressive minded people have the advantage for is no great art is made on that si- other side like I mean if you want to if you want to try try to who's your favorite director that's a right-wing conservative who's your favorite comedian that's a right-wing like Wait, who's, who's your the, favorite who's the huh? right-wing they have like a new right-wing late-night show don't they do they oh like gutfeld yeah oh gutfeld. yeah <laughs> they didn't even look at my pack oh is that the guy that was the, is that the um that's not the red-eye person is it? i think he was involved in red-eye also yeah yeah, yeah. but that's uh, i think it's, just, it's hilarious i mean and in, in, in the wrong kind of way, you know, you're like, Hey, I just said the N word. Everybody got, everybody got like really fucking offended. It's like, there's no punchline. You could, you could say the N word, but that bar is really high now for you to, right. you know, <laughs> anything <laughs> more. <laughs> anyway, those are my, those are my final thoughts ever. And what it's like, and then he killed himself. I don't know why. <laughs> my final thoughts. <laughs> Uh, all right that was uh that was great gilbert this has been such a fun episode like i said i don't think we need to rate this one because uh mm-hmm. it's an appreciation and uh just a killer playlist you put together for us and if you guys haven't listened, yeah do a deep dive they have so much of a catalog to get into i think you you gave people a great starting place i really recommend bulldozers and dirt it's a killer too i put that on all the time um, i'll post the videos from red clay where he played uh those so those uh oh, so awesome. oh yeah because we, we 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 did like a three camera shoot and like you know uh recorded oh, uh, the audio 
So I'll, I'll post that to uh, uh, Twitter and uh, and Facebook, and make sure you guys retweet me when you get home. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect way to end it. Thanks so much, Is there anything you'd like to promote uh, also on the way out? Uh, yeah, me. Um, I, <laughs> well, actually, we're gonna um, we're about to announce our uh, lineup for the festival this year. So uh, check that out. It's gonna be uh, Sam J. James Domian, uh, you know, a lot of great people. Um, Hell yeah. But so check it out at redclaycomedy.com. And I really appreciate it. It's great to see you guys. I love you guys. Great to see you, man. We love you. Uh, check out, don't forget, uh, Stand By Your Band Live, Battle of the Bands, August 5th, 730 Union Hall, baby. And uh, come to Good God. That's uh, August 4th at uh, the Sultan Room, if, uh, if if it's still happening. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> that's the pre-show bleeding well, into the real show <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, uh, Tommy you got anything uh, you want to promote yeah this Friday me and Luke Monas have our show at uh, Union Hall Boardwalk Comedy Tom Takar will be there as well Josh Johnson uh, Dina Hashem and yeah. Naomi Ekbergen it's going to be amazing and uh, I just announced uh, in September I'm going to be headlining Zanies in Chicago one night only very excited about that yes, so look that up awesome yeah. hell yeah yeah uh, Get out, get out there. See Tommy in Chicago. I got to make a Chicago trip. All right, guys. Uh, we love you. Get on the Patreon. Keep it crispy. Bye.